This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. For the past couple of weeks, I have been scouring through TikTok. I have been trying to find financial advice because I need help. But I thought this would be a great episode to chuck Azari into the deep end and see what her thoughts are on these quote-unquote financial advisors or what some of these people like to say is hashtag not advice. <laughs> so I would like Azaria to review these TikToks I've compiled. She hasn't seen a single one of these, haven't you, Azaria? I have not. You know what? I haven't seen TikToks in general for a long time, so I'm super excited. <laughs> so, yes, strap yourself in if you're listening. You're going to hear some spending hacks, some pro credit card tips, which I'm not sure about, and some other financial advice tips that I've ever heard of. I'm a little worried about getting advice from TikTok, but hopefully Azara can steer the ship. Are you ready for this, Azara? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay, so from my scroll through uh, TikTok, I created a new account and I just wanted a for you page that was just like financial advice, just to really get down the rabbit hole. Because everyone knows TikTok's got the best algorithm going to really keep you on the app. So all I looked up was uh, financial advice, stock tips, credit cards. I looked up a few kind of keywords and compiled this little list of TikToks to show Azaria. So. We'll start off with some pro credit card content. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Hit me with it. Let's go. Let's go. That will be six ninety nine. Debit or credit? I'll pay on credit. Sounds like money's a bit tight. Um, no. Look, lady, you seem nice. So here's some advice. Dave Ramsey says you should never pay on credit because debt will ruin your life. Here's the thing. I could pay with my debit card, but then I'd miss out on cashback, rewards, cell phone protection, and building my credit score. The most important thing is that I pay it back on time. This purchase was in my budget, and I have my credit card set on autopay, so I don't need to worry about that. Maybe I should stop listening to judgmental advice on Dave Ramsey and follow you instead. <laughs> okay. Okay, I want your thoughts on this, Azaria. What's going through your mind? Uh, why was that such an aggressive interaction at the Apple store? <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of Apple store attendant is telling you that you looks like your money's tight? <laughs> the heck? Oh, so for listeners, this is set outside of an Apple store and the attendant is handing over a fresh iPhone for six ninety nine. Mm. And man, there's a lot to digest here. Where do we start, Azaria? <laughs> Um, I think the, well, yeah, first of all, these interactions are not happening in real life. So that's bizarre. Um, <laughs> but also the, the way uh, my big issue with people, because you can go either way, you can either be cool with credit cards, you can be not cool with credit cards. Um, I think it's pretty smart to just in general, be wary of them and not use them um, unless you are really, really good with credit cards but I think the way that she's communicating this is like you're stupid if you're not using credit cards and if I'm not Mm. using a credit card then I'm falling behind financially which is completely not true Um, one of the things she mentioned there was um, having a credit card is going to help me build my credit score and I think this is huge misconception in Australia that we run the same way as America where a credit score is everything there 
Yeah. And um and it is like in in, in the states, you you people you see people taking out credit cards to build up their credit score, but you really don't need that here. Um, so I'm sure we both know people, Nathan, who've managed to buy a house and do all of these things without having to go and take out a credit card in order to build a credit score. Um, that's just a, a load of crap, in my opinion. Yeah, that's right. We are uh, completely culturally governed by what goes on in the US. It's almost like in the US you can't buy Starbucks pumpkin spice latte without having a decent credit score. So, where (laughs) everything is governed by that system, we have credit scores, but it's not to the same effect. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to go deeper on what all that means, we have two episodes. One of them is on Gen Z Money that, Azaria, you did with Glenn. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can look that up. That's decoding credit scores. And also, Glenn, on the My Millennial Money Express channel, uh, does What's the Go at Credit Scores. So, if you want to go deeper into that, look that up. And yeah, credit cards aren't evil, number one. What would you rate that out of 10 for advice? Uh, I would Honestly, I'd give that one a two. Not because I disagree. (laughs) Not because I completely disagree with the message, because I don't think credit cards are inherently evil, but the way it was presented and and the way it was like targeting people to make you feel like you're stupid if you don't have a credit card, Mm. massive, massive no-no for me. Azara, you'd probably do well with a credit card. Would that be fair in saying? Well, I have one. I took out a credit card a couple of years ago and I haven't made a single transaction on it because I can't be bothered <laughs> dealing with the, the extra steps that come with paying off a credit card. So, mm. yeah, it's not tempting for me at all. But that's because I built up those financial um, habits when I was younger, spending cash, being super aware of money. Um, I think the problem is when you, you skip that part and you go to a credit card that's not the time to be learning how to manage your money. <laughs> yes, that's right. And like on the other side of the coin for me, I know for a fact that if a situation arises where limited time only, like kind of a deal comes up and I have the ability to spend that money, mm-hmm. I will spend that money. So, mm-hmm. it's always both sides of the coin. Recognize where you're at, whether you're a spender or a saver, your risk appetite and go from there. Don't let someone decide for you that credit cards are for you. Definitely. So, I agree with the Apple employee. Uh, for credit cards aren't evil. That was just the first TikTok. Oh gosh, if that's the <laughs> if that's the standard we're starting on, I can't wait to see what's to come. <laughs> yeah. So next up, we are going to talk about lifestyle inflation. How's that sound, Zara? Yeah, let's do that. You got the job. We're going to start you off at fifty thousand dollars. It's time to celebrate, boys. Got the job. Bottle service on me. You've been doing so well since we brought you on. We're going to bump your pay to seventy-five thousand dollars a year. Man, I've always wanted a Tesla. I'll take the black one fully decked out. You've always exceeded our quotas. We're going to make you vice president, $150,000 a year salary. I can make the monthly mortgage payment work. I'll take the million dollar home. Let's put 50000 over asking price. I hate to say this, but you can't retire yet. You don't have enough saved up or invested to cover your monthly expenses. But how? I've always been making really good money. You have, but you've also spent a lot of money. Looks like you fell victim to lifestyle inflation. Oh! Okay, so for context, if you didn't know what happened in the middle there, there was a little break that just said, when you want to retire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Lifestyle <laughs> inflation. This is a real thing. And first yeah. cap off the rank, my opinion on this is great acting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and also, it's news to me that we're buying Teslas on $75,000 a year. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so Azaria, lifestyle inflation. Did this mm. nail it on the head? You know what? I could have give it to them. It, it's obviously um, a bit over exaggerated, but it is true to an extent. People do do this, and even myself, I find myself sometimes, you know, catching myself falling in, almost falling into that trap. Yeah, it's, it's totally a thing. The more money you make, the more money you can spend. But when you're doing that, when you're spending everything that you're earning, you're no better off than someone who's making half the amount of money as you, um, but are saving. Uh, in essence, they're richer than you are. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's definitely definitely a real thing, and it's something that you've really got to be cautious of. And um, I recently got a pay rise, which was great. And, okay. Um, yeah, and for me, it was just like, cool. This means I can save a little bit extra every pay cycle, which is which is awesome. So hopefully, no lifestyle inflation there. And so, coming from personal experience for you, then with the pay rise, if you're in this situation where the protagonist of this micro TikTok story, if you were in this situation, what would you have done to curb lifestyle inflation? Um, I think, well, for me personally, I think I got got to a point where I'm like comfortable with my lifestyle, and that was always the goal. I just wanted to make enough money that I'd be comfortable uh, living somewhere I'm comfortable. Um, yeah, and, and just in general, able to do the things I do, but also equally able to save money. Um, mm-hmm. So now that I've got this baseline that I'm happy with, anything else is just a bonus. Anything else is just going into my investments, going into super, going into savings. Um, and I think, yeah, as soon as you get to that point, um, we've all heard that once you make over a certain amount of money, it stops making you any happier. I think that's totally true. Just mm-hmm. see it as like a key to um, being able to save and invest more for your future so that you don't end up like this guy who is not able to retire because he bought a Tesla and a million dollar home. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like a lot of these TikToks are US centric. So yeah, <laughs> keep, keep in mind the exchange rate. Oh my goodness. That's not just a million. <laughs> <laughs> A million okay. dollar home. I mean, that's that's the standard here in Australia now. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and the US housing market is like crazy different to Australia. That's yeah, something definitely. else to think about. <laughs> in terms of advice, out of 10, what do you think? Um, I'd give that one a... Yeah, I'd give that one like a, a 7 to 8 out of 10 because it has a great mm-hmm. message. Um, it's very true and I think it's good to make people aware of that so that when they are getting these pay rises, they've, they've got that in the back of their head and thinking, am I thinking about the future or am I thinking about now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was the acting level what brought it down a couple points? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was a bit over the top, but I feel like that's just the general um, delivery on TikTok. <laughs> that's right. So, Azaria, we've had lifestyle inflation, we've had credit cards. Now, I think we should move into investing. What do you think? Oh, I'm nervous, but yes, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Hashtag not financial advice. You're a millionaire, right? Tell me the five best stocks to buy to get rich. Actually, I'm going to give you 500 stocks you have to buy now. That seems like it'll take a while. Nope, just write it down. V-O-O. Um, what are the 499 others? It's actually an index fund that tracks the S&P 500. Basically means that when you buy one, it's the equivalent of buying a fraction of 500 of the largest companies in the US, like Tesla, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple. I'm going to go buy this now, but we haven't even gotten to the fun part. How are you going to invest without paying taxes? I guess you'll have to follow to learn more. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm scared. <laughs> okay, Ed, so you know what we're looking at. And once you see this, you see all of FinTalk. Okay, so mm. it's literally just main character on the right looking left. <laughs> the financial noob on the left looking right. And almost every one of these ends with 
how did you learn this? <laughs> I learned it from such and such. Follow her, follow him to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Zara, are you loving this yet or are you loving it? Uh, it it's, it's, it's physically painful to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how's the advice? Cringiness aside, how's the content for you? Well, I think it was a, a fair description of an ETF. Yeah, you're investing in multiple companies. What's terrifying to me is that she gives a recommendation on which ETF to buy off the bat. Um, mm. That's just that's such a huge risk because that specific ETF is not going to be the right um, the right investment option for everyone. And the way that they're talking about this is like it's just a simple formula. Everyone buy this. Everyone's going to get rich from it. So that's a, that's a huge issue. I, I hate to see people actually recommending stocks or pointing out specific um, ETFs. And then at the end, I don't know what she's going on about, about avoiding paying taxes. That just sounds like a, a very dangerous territory to get into. Yeah, I don't want to follow for more for that. Um, <laughs> but what you'll notice with any... FinTech content is that, yeah, it is very blanket. That I, I agree to the point where it's like, don't leave your money sitting in a bank like just to do nothing, especially right now. Mm-hmm. But the way they recommend uh, ETFs and index funds is as if they are completely impervious to uh, crashes, completely impervious mm-hmm. to losing money, where it's like, you know, right now in 2022, when we're recording this, we have had a bull run for two mm-hmm. years where uh, if you just got started investing like me in 2020, all you've experienced is 20%, 15% increases mm-hmm. month on month on month. And then finally in 2022, we're having a bit of a reality check. We're going like, oh, yeah. stocks don't always go up. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Zaria, what's your take out of 10? Oh, out of 10. See, that's hard because I think I like the idea of educating people about what an ETF is. I hate the idea of telling people what ETF to invest in. So, because of that, I'm going to award them one point. <laughs> really? Yeah, because it's wow. so dangerous. Because you can imagine how many people watched that and thought, oh, cool, that sounds so good. I'm going to go invest in VOO. That was a product recommendation that yeah. people are going to rely on. You're presenting yourself as a financial expert. And they're going to go buy that now. And then recently, with everything that's been going on, there's probably a lot of people who are selling and experiencing losses from that. So, bad, 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 bad move. Wow. So, basically, <laughs> it was leading up to a slam dunk. Would you have said up until the point where she recommended a specific fund, it was probably an 8 out of 10? Oh, yeah, totally. Yep, I love the premise. I dislike the delivery of it. <laughs> okay, interesting. So, yeah, like you said, Azaria, it's not, it's do your own research on this. Don't let someone on social media recommend the right fund for you. Yeah. And don't let people on social media make you feel like you're stupid if you're not doing what they're doing. It's so easy to assume like, oh, these guys are talking about this like it's nothing and everyone in the comments is agreeing with them. Like, I must be a loser or I must be uh, stupid if I'm not doing this. That's 100% not the case. You've got to make investment decisions that you're comfortable with. So as with what you said, Nath, when when crap starts to hit the fan, um, you, you're not going to experience those losses and sell out because you're scared. Um yeah, don't don't take advice from these people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to keep <laughs> hearing from them because this is great content. <laughs> so, speaking of investing, I think we'll move on to probably my favourite fin talker. 
All okay. right. Yeah. This one is titled How to Profit from a Stock Crash. Oh, lovely. Ooh, spicy. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Bro, this stock just crashed. I'm going to invest another $1,000. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, and if you're actually a millionaire, so should you. It's not about being rich. Sometimes what you think is the dip is just the beginning. So a dip that keeps dipping? Exactly. That's why I'm investing $250 today, $250 tomorrow, and so on. Wow, I'm going to follow you for more. (laughs) (laughs) How can you sit there with a straight face and make these TikToks? (laughs) Mark Tilbury, I, I, I'm actually going to shout this guy out. I love yeah. him. He's got a great YouTube channel, 7 million followers on TikTok. Wow. Good on him. <laughs> this guy is um, a boomer um, with a millennial and Gen Z kind of kids around. And uh, it seems like he just wants to do some good and teach some people <laughs> about money, which I think is cool. But I just love his content. Yeah. That's so good. So, this one is Zaria. Bit of a clickbait title, Profit mm-hmm. from a Stock Crash. What's the technique he's using to uh, invest through a stock crash? Yeah, so when he's talking about buying small amounts regularly instead of dumping everything in at once, that's called dollar cost averaging. And that's a pretty um, widely used strategy for a lot of investors, which means that instead of trying to find the right time, as he said, um, assuming that the day that you're buying is is the bottom of the market, instead of trying to time the market, you're just buying regularly regardless of what's happening and picking up um, stocks throughout different times in the cycle. So that's definitely a strategy I use as well. And I think, yeah, I think he's bang on. If if you're trying to time the market, chances are you're not going to get it right. <laughs> so, um, your yep. best bet is generally to just keep plugging away as you normally would, um, and yeah, and go from there. I think that was a pretty that was pretty good advice. That was pretty good advice. I will say though, he did say that he was buying two hundred and fifty dollars a day. Now, the only potential issue with that is that when you buy. Uh, shares, more often than not, you're going to be paying a brokerage fee every time you purchase. So, it might not be worth buying $250 parcels. You might want to save up to $1,000 or so before you buy shares because otherwise you're going to be paying a lot in fees for no good reason. So, just think, have a think about that beforehand too. That's right. That's fair. And coming back to that dollar cost averaging thing, that comes back to the saying of time in the market always trumps timing the market. Uh, totally. Ooh. Oh, write that down. Um, and I've experienced this firsthand because recently I've gotten into crypto, mm-hmm. right? And I just thought, look, like it seems like it's got some merit. It seems like it's got a leg to stand on. I don't believe in it, but I think like <laughs> I'd rather just dip my toe in the water. So I have like under a hundred bucks invested. You know, mm-hmm. it's a small amount. It's just a little bit of fun money for me on the side just to see what's going on in crypto land. And evidently, I'm not all that invested in it because I thought, <laughs> oh, some of the coins I'm invested in, they're dipping. They're dipping. Okay. <laughs> and I put some more money in. Like, okay. Oh, it went down further. I left it a week. I was like, okay, okay. It's gone down further. All right. It'll rebound though. I put, put another little bit in. <laughs> now it's like my $100 <laughs> investment in like... I invested in like five different cryptos, just small amounts, and yeah. I'm at $55. <laughs> I, did the, I did the exact same thing a few months ago. I'm like, I was the same as you. I don't really believe in crypto. Like, I'm, I'm not really sure about it, but I'll just like throw some money in and see what happens. And it's like, kaboom. 
<laughs> so it's a very good lesson in um, patience and resilience, I think. <laughs> yeah. And if you are like looking for something to teach you about investing and about volatility of the market, then like seriously, with some of the Australian platforms for uh, investing in crypto, it's a really good look in to see how volatile markets can mm. be. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just thought dipping the toe in the water was a good reality check for for me <laughs> coming yeah. from investing uh, in 2020 where everything's just going up. It was cool just yeah. to have a little reality check like that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Profiting from a stock crash, Mark Tilbury, $250 every day. This guy's rich. Um, what are your thoughts out of 10 on that? Yeah, I like that guy. I'll give him a 8 out of 10. The only reason he lost points, um, and of course it's a TikTok, so we can't go into great detail, but um, saying to invest every day was probably a bit much in terms of fees, but who knows, where wherever he is, there might be no brokerage, so maybe it's not a worry there. But yeah, pretty good video. I liked it. Pretty good. Okay. So we've learned a bit and we've gotten some very personal advice from <laughs> a random on TikTok. Yeah. I think we finish this up with something simple. Maybe three tips to curb unnecessary spending. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Sounds pretty good. Let's jump in. On my very first video, a lot of you guys asked me not to yell at you for buying $5 coffee or that new purse you were eyeing. And I promise I won't. But... I do want to help you curb any unnecessary spending. Here's three easy tips for my shopaholics out there. Tip one, since we're in a pandemic, you're probably doing a lot of online shopping. Go ahead and put whatever you want in a cart and let yourself come back to it seven days later. In seven days, do you still feel as passionately about this as you did seven days ago? If not, you probably don't need it. Two, in person, try and pay with cash. Studies have shown that seeing the actual physical amount of money in your pocket decrease will help curb spending. And three, turn on push notifications for your credit card. Having that visual reminder will keep you acutely aware of your spending versus the payment just happening and it going into thin air. Follow and like for more tips to help you get rich and stay rich. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, that was great advice. <laughs> How good. Yeah, that was awesome. I'd never actually thought of the third one about having the notifications on because I have it on my phone, but I guess I never really thought of it in a way that if you're... Yeah, trying to curb your spending, it might be good to actually have that in your face every time you put um, spend on your card. Yes, yes, that's so true. You yeah. feel like you're actually losing money now with the push notifications, which is mm. good. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, not much wrong with that, right? No, yeah, I, I've used that in the past. I remember when I was at university um, and I was trying to save for my uni fees and I need to, needed to get really good at saving money. So I put myself on what I called like a spending diet. So the first thing mm. I did was give myself a weekly allowance. Um, I took that money out in cash. So I'd give myself maybe like 40 bucks a week or something. And wow. I'd take that money out at cash in the ATM back when – People were actually using cash <laughs> um, and I would, yeah, I would only use that cash and it was good to have that in my wallet and see that and think, okay, I can buy this thing, but that means I've only got this much amount of physical cash left until next week. And yeah, it was really good in terms of like making me really aware of my money um, so that after doing that for a few months, when I started using my card again, I, I wasn't overspending at all. So solid advice. Yeah, pretty good advice. All right then, Azaria, your rating out of 10, please. I love her. She's great. I'm going to go get TikTok now and I'm going to follow her. 
<laughs> so what do you reckon? Nine out of ten? Ten out of ten? Um, I give that one a ten out of ten. It's solid. I've got nothing to criticize there. It was just helpful advice. It doesn't recommend any specific products. It's not going to mislead anyone. Um, and it was non-judgmental. So ticking all the boxes. <laughs> all right. So there's some positive signs of life on FinTalk. <laughs> you got to you got to troll through some of the crap, but yeah, there's some good <laughs> messages in there. <laughs> Now, we are only scratching the surface on FinTalk. There is so much more content out there. I reckon we come back for a part two. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'd love that. This was so much fun. I would love that as well. If you have any ideas out there and you're listening of TikToks we should review, please send them into uh, Gen Z Money on Instagram. Uh, DM us, contact us. We will uh, put that onto the show. And if you liked it, please rate and review give us a five stars and uh, that'll help get this content out there to more young people that need it. And if you want to be in a group of like-minded people, feel free to check out the My Millennial Money Facebook group. There's thousands of people in there posting uh, tips, tricks, advice. If you know something we don't, we'd love to have you in there. Azaria, thanks for coming on today. Thanks, Nathan. I'll see you next week. See you next week, everyone. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.